This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, Rabotai. Okay, we are starting our second part in our series on Halachot and Hanhagot from the Baba Saleh. Rabbi Israel Abu Chatzeras, Chuto Yagen Alenu Amen. As as we know, his uh, his legacy is more that people know about his tremendous tefilot and his uh, his love of Am Yisrael, but they know less about the the way he he ran his day to day life. And many of these halachot that we notice are 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 midot chasidut, are things that are beyond the letter of the law. There are things we could learn from. Okay, so let's start. Let's start with the following. So we last time we finished, or more or less, we went through some of, some some points regarding the halachot of tefillin, regarding mezuzah, regarding mezuzah. So, you know, there's a halacha that the mezuzah has to be the shin dalid and the yud have to be seen. And Sfaradim write the Shin Dalid and the Yud in a place that where you would roll up the mezuzah very tight, you're not going to see the Shem Hashem. So the types of boxes that they sell for the mezuzah sometimes are very thin, and you're never going to be able, even if they're transparent, you're never really going to be see see the Shin Dalid and the Yud. So he Baba said he never never used um, these very thin uh, covers. Rather, <clears throat> he would put a very thick nylon or even <coughs> or even leather, and that's how he'd wrap it up. And recently, I started using that as well. I take like this very thick plastic, like very nice, you know, clear plastic. It's used for table off. Thank you. And I would wrap it myself, and that way you could see the the shem hashem. So he used to be careful that 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 it didn't have to be wrapped up so tightly. Now. One thing that I always tell people, and, and they don't really believe me, is that the original minhag in Morocco was to put to put the mezuzah slanted. Not very slanted, but slanted, a little bit slanted, and not straight. Now, although the Shulchan Aruch writes that there's a machroket between Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam, whether the mezuzah should be this way or that way, and the Halacha Shulchan Aruch writes that the mezuzah should be straight, Nevertheless, in the Bet Yosef, he does bring that there were, uh, in, in the Gemara, there was opinions that to put it a little bit slanted uh, to, 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 to fulfill all opinions. And that was the minhag. That was the minhag by us. If you, I once met, uh, I was in Toronto when I was coming back from, um, from, uh, 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 from a trip. And I, I, I was sitting in the, in the border control line together with Rabbi David Pinto, Shlita. I was uh, uh, in, uh, in 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 Toronto, and I mentioned to him as well that this is how the mezuzah was. And not only that, uh, Rabbi Banon from Montreal told me that in the old house of Rav Chaim Pinto, there the, his his indentation in the wall is also slanted. And I mentioned this to, to Rabbi David, and he he agreed. He he told me that he remembers that way. So here, Baba Sali, it's written also that the mezuzah would be always on a slant. And I saw all Chachmim Morocco that way. Uh, I, I brought down in Magen Avot that everybody held this way as well. And uh, people don't believe me, I'm just saying. But it's, 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 
here also it's written, the Babasali used to put it always on a slant. And uh, contrary to the Minhag Eduta Mizrach nowadays who put it straight. Baruch Atah Adonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Shekol Yom Midbaro. Right, exactly. You just learned about it, right, exactly. Rashi says to put it sideways, Bichlau. Is that like how the Luchot, I think, were... Right, how the Sefer Torah, uh, you know, he, how the Sefer Torah should be laid or not. Whatever, I once explained the whole thing that the, the reason is that why uh, the Moroccans have the Sefer Torah that are not in a box. The box is a rather new thing in the Gemara. You could see from the fact that uh, you're not allowed to be golel something betochatik that the Sefer Torah were not in a box. So they were a little bit slanted in the Aron. So the way they're slanted in the Aron, also the Mizuzah should be that way. Okay, if you want to look at my Sefer Maganavot or Achaim, you can. I, I, I talk about it over there, Hilchot Sefer Torah, also in Yoredea and Yorod Mizuzah. Okay, further. Tfilat Shacharit. Tfilat Shacharit. So, uh, obviously, Basali would wake up, not like over here, very late. <laughs> <laughs> he would wake up before Amuda Shachar, and he would, the first thing he would do is he would, he would go to the Mikveh every single day. And he would wear his tefillin of Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam together and go to the Beta Knesset and, uh, and, uh, and he would pray. Uh, he, he would, he would interesting, he would light two candles and start reading Patach Eliyahu. And from the beginning, he would start reading. Now, Babasali was always careful to do Kevatikin. But Vatikin, we look at the calendars. He didn't use the calendars. He would go outside and he would decide on his own when it's enough day. Sometimes it would be 15 minutes before the, 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 the sun goes up. There were those who did even seven minutes before the sun goes up. Some do after, a little bit after. It's not clear at all what is the shi'ur of Netzachama. We always tell people when they say, I'm praying Netzachama, I say, you're praying around Netzachama. You're not praying Netzachama mamash. You're, so those people are midday on the second. <laughs> you know, it's not so simple. To know exactly when Netzachama is, it depends where exactly on the mountain you are, when the sun is rising. It's not, it's not, it's not clear, it's a big machloket. It is a physical thing that you see actually. Rav Mani used to write that Tfilat Shacharit would always be uh, seven minutes before the sun goes out. I remember him praying with Haggah owner of Moshe Sternbach Shlita from Harnof, one of the uh, greatest Tamid Chacham of our generation, he literally would go outside to see when the sun is rising or yeah. when the sun is setting. Yeah, he would go outside and check himself, but it's a little tricky because it depends where you are on a mountain. Yeah, and uh, so, that, so but that's what Baba Sali used to do. He used to, he used to see himself and he would say like this, if somebody prays from the time that Amud HaShachar, which is dawn, which is 90 minutes, some say 70 minutes before Netzachama, and he prays everything word for word, he'll get to Netzachama. Exactly. He'll get to Netzachama. That's a pretty, that's a long tefillah, but Baba said it was not that long in his tefillah. He was quick, but still, he did milah ben milah, that it would take him a quite a, a large amount of time. You know, on Shabbat, our minhag is that we start, the, the Moroccan minhag is that we start korbanot, ashreinu matom chelkenu, he would start from the beginning on his own, even though that was the minhag, but he would start on his own. Many things that was the minhag, but he was machmir on his own. Um, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Abichsira writes in Machsofa Lavan, in Parashat Tiruma, that the, the number 13 is very important in Tfilat Shacharit. You see in the Rabbi Shmael Omer, then you have uh, the 13 times it says Baruch in Baruch She'amar, 
Then it says 13 praises in Yishtabach Shimcha. Yeah, that's 13 praises. Then you have the 13 middle brachot in the Amidah. All of those 13 is all transitional stages that you're going from Asiyah to, uh, to the world of Yitzirah, to the world of Biriyah, to the world of Atzilut. So he always made very, he was he paid very uh, p- careful attention that he would count the 13 with his, uh, with his, with his, uh, with his fingers. And he would read uh, always the Shvachim, those, those four places where there were the Shvachim. Um, the, the, obviously not in Shmona Yisri, but the first three places, as I mentioned, by Rabbi Shmuel Omer, and by Baruch Shamar and by Ishtabach, he would count the actual praises with his fingers, the 13, uh, uh, 13 different ways. Okay. Um, now, regarding Tefilat, Tefilat Shacharit, he was very care, uh, he was very careful in, um, when he would get the Poteach it Yadecha, he wouldn't, he would, he would open up his, his, his hands in order to accept the Shefa. If you remember, I just gave a shiur about it. Why is it not called like praying like the Goyim Bechukotem Lo Telechu? But the Kavana was to accept the Shefa. It wasn't to pray so high. And therefore, he wouldn't raise his, uh, his, his hands uh, very high. Okay, so, um, and, and when we got to Vaivarich David, Vatam Moshel Bakol, the Minag is that we give Tzedakah. So he would always have with him something uh, so, something small, a small pouch of tzedakah to be able to give. It's always a good idea to have a small pouch with you of tzedakah. Uh, it, it, it's a good idea. Okay, um, regarding regarding um, being careful in tefillah, not to have any pictures. You know, sometimes people have pictures of tzaddikim. You know, I was recently, I had this book, which I'm reading from, of the sefer that we mentioned, Yisrael Sambak, and this has a picture of Babasali in the front. So I was ha- had to drink the filah, so I made sure to open it up. That way I don't have his picture in front of me. Because he himself writes that he was very careful that there shouldn't be in his room even no picture. There was a picture of the Yaakov Abichsirah shouldn't be there during the time of tefillah. And, 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 and for sure in the Beta Knesset, he didn't want any pictures in the Beta Knesset to distract anyone. And not only that, obviously, a picture of, um, picture of a person is Marita Ayn. It looks like a person is bowing down. He was careful not to have that. Okay. Regarding Tfilah B'Minyan. Now, uh, Babasali was very careful regarding the concept of, uh, of Minyan, who he would pray with. He wouldn't let anybody just pray. He wouldn't let anybody be chazan. If somebody, you know, he, he once saw somebody come in and, and, and they asked him to be chazan. And he, you know, he, he felt he's big chazan for Babasali. So he made sure to shake a lot and to say the word slowly. He didn't like that. He felt it was a little bit of a show. He says, uh, he says, please, you know, I have my chazanim, I know who to use. And he had, he had a certain chazanim that he would use. There was one, for example, Rabbi Yosef Dahan, the brother of Rabbi Chia Dahan. Uh, the, he was actually a grandson of, 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 of the Abir Yaakov. And he was, he was somebody that, he writes, was an animarud, was poor. And he had tremendous bitachon. Being poor is a great advantage sometimes when a person uses it. His advantage to have more bitachon in a Baruch Hu. and and uh, 
you know, they say once a story that he was so poor that he didn't have any money to buy Shabbat. So his wife came to him and said, um, uh, he, and, and said, you know, we don't have any money for Shabbat. So he felt so bad that Yusuf Dahani says, okay, we don't have any money for Shabbat. Take me to the shuk and sell me as a slave. And that money you can make you can make Shabbat. So that night, it was, it was Thursday night, that night, Chatzot, people came to Baba Sali and made a big uh, seuda. And Baba Sali saw in his Ruach HaKodesh that Rabbi Yosef Dahan needed, needed money. So quickly, he, um, uh, he, he asked Rabbi Yosef to come to the seuda. And, and he asked, and, and, um, and all, the, all the guests gave money to Rabbi Yosef Dahan, and that's how he was able to make Shabbat. So we're talking about somebody, somebody poor, but had a great bitachon, and that's how, and that's, that's the chazanim that Baba Sali liked. It was also uh, Rabbi Mesod Manul, was also, Baba Chaki found him as a great chazan, so he shared the information with Baba Sali. Baba Sali grabbed him right away to be, to, to be his, uh, 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 to be his chazan. Okay. Um, the, the way, obviously, of pronouncing of pronouncing each word was of utmost importance. The way that the Sfaradim would pronounce was something that Baba Sali emphasized many, many times that the, uh, that the Chazanim should, uh, should, should do things and they should teach the children with their proper... Ta- I mean, there was one time the school, the Talmud Torah, um, the Rav was, was teaching the children. Apparently, he wasn't doing such a good job. So here you can bring this to the boards of the schools, how they did it in the south of Morocco in that time. So one time, he, they, uh, Baba Sali tested the children, he saw they weren't doing well. And he was in charge of the city. The second time, he saw again, he wasn't doing a good job. They called the Malamid to Bethin, and they whipped him. They gave him lashes. They said, you're not doing a good job. They fired him, they gave, they gave him lashes. Hardcore, I tell you, you, you know, no messing, no messing around. Um... The future of the kids was at stake. Yeah. Now, um, I know that people like saying Kaddish many times. There's halakha, not to be marbibe Kaddishim. Not to do more extra Kaddish that you don't have to. And therefore, uh, Baba Sali as well was very careful in that regard. Not to, uh, not to add on more Kaddish, more kaddish than, than what's written. You know, every time somebody says, oh, let's say another word this. Let's say another bichananya. Let's say another. Loya marbibe Kaddishim. Um... Now, uh, this is uh, two things that I want to mention. With this, I'll end. The psukim in Kriyat Shema, Hishamiru Lachem, Penifteleb right? And those are kind of like, I wouldn't say curses, but it's like warnings of curses. So, there were many places in Morocco where they read it out loud. They, did, they felt that what if they're saying to say it quietly, the people in the Tzibur are not going to say it, right? In the middle of Kriyat Shema. So I myself, when I say it, I say it more quietly, but I make sure to say it. But Baba Sali just said it out loud, totally. He didn't want anybody to think that in the Torah, it's Chazri Shalom curses. There's one time that he was in a small village, a very small village, that he went there for one of the parashiot where they were reading the Klalot. Either it was uh, Parashat Kitavor or Parashat Bechukotai. And they didn't take out the Sefer Torah. Listen to this. They had, they had a minyan and they didn't take out the Sefer Torah because they said we don't want to hear the curses in the Torah. 
got so upset at them. He used to go up, and you know, in Morocco, people had big suspicions that they wouldn't, uh, they, they they wouldn't want to go up for Aliyah of the Torah. They, they'd find some guy in the street, some homeless guy, and tell him, "Come, come, 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 and trick him and bring him up to the Torah." He was very against that. On the contrary, he would go up to the Torah himself, and he'd say, "There's no clue. I looked in the Torah. It's all superstition. It's yeah. all superstition. And you have to speak out against it." They have to speak out against those things. And that's all the same thing too. It's saying so saying Kriyat Shema in a low voice. He wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't hesitant. He said it himself loudly. Okay, so we got up to Tefillat Shmona Yisrael. Next week, Bezat Hashem, will start with Tefillat Shmona Yisrael. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.